Hi, this is Jenna with Conspiracies Unlocked. Before we start this episode, Heather and I just wanted to give a quick intro. We recorded the conspiracy surrounding the Titanic a couple of weeks ago. It is purely coincidental that OceanGate Titan went to visit the Titanic last week and got lost and ultimately imploded. Our deepest sympathy goes out to the friends and family of Hamish Harding, Shahzada Dawood, and his son, Solman Dawood, Stockton Rush, and Paul Henry Nargiolet. We know there are a lot of conspiracies already stirring around OceanGate, Titan, and we may visit those conspiracies in the future. For now, though, this episode will be what we already pre-recorded and will be about the conspiracy surrounding the Titanic shipwreck of 1912. Here's the episode and enjoy! Hi, this is Jenna. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. And today we are talking about the Titanic. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, I've always been really intrigued by the Titanic in general um, ever since I saw James Cameron's movie. And, like... It sounds stupid. Like, it sounds, like, super cliche that I'd be like, oh, I'm all about the Titanic. But I really have read a lot about it, and it's not because of Leonardo DiCaprio or anything like that. Why not? I didn't really find him that awesome. I I never have. He's a great actor, but he was never, like, like Brad Pitt, Josh Hartnett. Like, there are certain people that I'm like, (laughs) Tim McGraw. I mean, he's no Mark Wahlberg, that's for sure. No. So that that was a thing. So yeah. I just, I never did, but I do remember. Um, and also, you know, we're not 20 anymore, so he wouldn't date us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 19. Um, what I was going to say is, if any of you guys remember, um, when Titanic came out, do you guys remember that on Growing Pains, On Disney Channel, he was on Growing Pains for legit, like, ten episodes. Wasn't he, like, the homeless kid? Yes, yes, and they literally played the... he had the bowl cut. Yeah, and I I had watched Growing Pains all the time, never noticed it, never whatever. Yes. And it was already on reruns on Disney, and they legit brought back Growing Pains and then had it on repeat for like three months, the same 14 episodes because Leonardo DiCaprio was in it. So I actually know those episodes more than I do yeah. any of the other episodes because they just kept replaying it when that came out. I loved watching Growing Pains. That was one of my favorite shows. Um, and Who's the Boss was another one do I loved. Do you remember the Torgelsons? I was in love with Tony Danzig. Yeah, no, you're older than me. Well, but, I mean, he was way older. He's way older than I am, but he I, just was like. I so thought, cute. is he even alive still? I'm pretty sure he is. He's probably like. <laughs> I think What's, he's. I don't know how old he is. I want to say else he's was like Tony Danza in. I want to say he's like in. I think he was in Taxi, wasn't he? <laughs> I think my mom talked about Taxi. Oh, I used to watch Taxi too with my mom. Okay, that makes more sense, because I watch I Love Lucy with my mom. Oh, yeah, I love I Love Lucy. Yeah. Yes. So, there are, like, I get that. Yeah. But Taxi, that was, like, Danny DeVito. Well, that was, like, before my time, but they would do, like, the reruns on on Channel 6. We only had Channel 6 where I lived, so whatever was on, we were stuck watching. Yeah. Well, anyways, so... (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I don't even know where I'm going with this anymore. You've completely sidetracked me. Titanic. Let's talk about the Titanic. Yes, let's get into it. Um, okay, so... There have been so many conspiracies, like, around the Titanic, pretty much from the moment the Titanic sank. They've just, the conspiracies have just circled and circled. And then, of course, they catch traction every so often. Um, there was a, a movie in, like, the 50s that came out that was about the Titanic called A Night to Remember. Oh. So, this isn't, like, a new thing for James Cameron to come out with the Titanic with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. Um, FYI, I have to add this, that Jack and Rose were not real people. They were not real people? No, they were not real people. In fact, um, when I was, when I was researching this episode, my assistant was like, did you know that Rose wasn't, did you know that Rose was real or whatever or something? And I was like, no, she wasn't. I thought that And was... then she was like, the old lady at the end. And I was like, no, you dumb ass. Oh, well, okay. So I see what she thought. She thought that was like the lady they brought her back and that was like. That was all legit, yeah. but it's not. I thought that the characters were based loosely on, like, real people. Okay, so some of them, some of the people were based on real people. Like, um, the unsinkable Molly Brown. That was a real person. Okay. Um, the captain. Certain people were real. Yeah. Um, but the story of Jack and Rose was completely made up, and they were not based on anybody real. Okay, so it was, like, more of a Romeo and Juliet story. Like yes. What's funny, it wasn't Leonardo DiCaprio in Romeo and Juliet? He was, yeah. No, yeah. he wasn't. Was it called Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, I think. Yeah. With Claire Danes, right? I don't know. I didn't watch it because I wasn't, as I said, a Leonardo fan. Ugh, I love Leo. Do you know that my mom... Oh, fun fact. Here we go. Okay, fun fact. I probably shouldn't say this, but because nobody knows who my family is, I have a source... Your lives. family literally listens to this. No, I mean... Hi, like, Clay. I mean, like, actually... I know you listen. Uh, yeah, hi, Clay. Actual, <laughs> actually, like, people, people, like, in the world. Like, people in Brussels don't know who my family is. But okay, here's, but a, here's anyways, a fun fact. What, what are you fun facts? My mom's best friend lived in... <laughs> <laughs> my mom's best friend's housekeeper's aunt's no, nephew's no, no, cousin. No, 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 Okay. <laughs> Someone, someone extremely, I won't say who, someone extremely close to me lives in San Juan Capistrano in California. Oh, that's uh, near <laughs> us, about 100 miles. And um, Leonardo DiCaprio and his grandparents frequent a certain restaurant there. No shit, we should go. And they did go. And they were taking photographs with their personal camera. And then the grandparents who live in San Juan Capistrano area took those photographs to a certain photography studio place to get, like, I have an actual real copy, like, picture, a live photo, like an old school photo, like an old school, like, paper picture, not digital. Like a Polaroid? No, like an actual, like, 35-millimeter camera picture. Like the disposable cameras, like the real, yeah. Like, they they took it themselves. Somebody gave me a copy that they, like, double-copied illegally. Yeah. And gave me a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio with his grandparents, and they're in, like, full suits and deck to the nines at this very fancy restaurant. And they're like, here, Leonardo DiCaprio's grandparents came in to get pictures 
um, developed. developed, and we made you a copy of a picture of him. I randomly still have this picture of Leonardo DiCaprio with his grandparents. I swear to God. <laughs> that is such a fun fact. It's so random. Okay. It's so I random. wonder if they went to Logan's. It's, I want to take it's the in Santa Monica Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, okay. It's so random, but I have So, it. that was a really fun fact. Right. Meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. <laughs> so, my fun fact that I was already going to say, the before your fun fact, was that um, back then Titanic actually was the full movie of the Titanic was the same amount of time that it took the Titanic to sink. Oh. And because when it came out in 1997, or, yeah, 1997, I think it came out, um, I didn't really research the movie too much because it it's close, not yeah. about the movie. It's about what actually happened. Um, it came on two VHS tapes, mm. and it stops right when, um, the first VHS tape stops right when they're like, we're gonna hit the iceberg, and then yeah, it's like right around that time. It's like a climatic like experience, and then it goes to the next VHS tape. And Should my you mom explain what VHS tapes are for people. I hope not. It was pre DVD. It was like a cassette tape, but bigger and watched movies. It was a rectangle. It was a rectangle black thing. Well, I guess sometimes black, sometimes different colors. Some of them were kind of clear sometimes. Well, Nickelodeon had orange ones, so yeah. there's always that. Um, yeah, it's like a cassette tape. Oh, you don't know what that is either if you don't know what a VHS is. Because <laughs> CDs, I think, came out before DVDs. <laughs> Just Google VHS. Yeah, figure it out yourself. But we had to use this thing called a VCR. Ooh, yeah. And if you had a VCR slash uh, DVD, DVD player, you were rich, oh, man. no. <laughs> I, I had one. <laughs> built into my TV in fact <laughs> but so my mom was so overprotective that she would not allow me to watch Titanic Why? because of the sex scene oh the hand the hand the infamous right that's all hand. it is is the hand on the thing you well, don't really it kind of does show her oh boobs. yeah the painting the um the drawing thing yeah. but either way so my friend Ashley was like well she can't be mad if I get it for you for your like Christmas present or birthday present so anything my mom wouldn't let me have Ashley would just buy for me for like Christmas Easter whatever and then that way I'd get it Thank so you, Ashley. Th- right? We all need so, an Ashley. <laughs> everybody loves an Ashley. Hi, Ashley. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I'm going to, um, so maybe that's why I'm so obsessed with the Titanic, because I wasn't allowed to, so it's like the, yeah. you know, what you can't, what you're not allowed to do, you do. Yeah, I mean. It makes I, sense, I remember right? when Titanic came out, it was a big deal. Such a big deal. It was a big deal. Well, because nobody had, like, um, like, James Cameron, really, the director, really did a good job on the effects and mm-hmm. all of that at a time when that wasn't available, really. And keeping it really real to what it really was. Like, yeah. Authentic. He, he did an amazing job keeping it authentic and just trying to, like, really capture what the Titanic was and, and the magnitude of how great and fabulous and just classy it truly was mm-hmm. um yeah it was almost like when et came out that was like a huge deal i mean that was steven spielberg or like star wars you know at yeah. that time mm-hmm. it was just such a cinematic 
progression Mm -hmm. that they've never seen before at that time. And, yeah. So, anyways... So, I'm going to do some basic facts on the Titanic, um, just so we all are on the same page in case some of you guys... I, I know most, like, 99.9% of you people have heard of the Titanic, but um, there might be some facts that you've, you know, you don't know or you forgot about. So, um, on April 2nd, 1912, the Titanic did several sea trials, and they tested the speed, turns, and emergency stops. And then the Titanic left Belfast, Ireland, which is where the Titanic was built. They had the Titanic heads to Southampton, England, and from the th- April third through the tenth, the Titanic um, loads up on supplies it needs, and then also finds a crew, and then trains the crew because you have to think that they don't have a crew because it's a brand new ship. Yeah, and it's so, a massive, massive, massive ship for the time, and we'll get yeah. into that. And then from um, April 10th, from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m., the passengers start boarding. Then at 12 noon, the Titanic sets sail for the maiden voyage. The Titanic was a massive ship of its time. The Titanic could hold 3,320 people. Wow, I didn't even know it was that many. Right? I didn't either, which includes passengers and crews. She was 882 feet long, 92 feet wide, and 175 foot high. So to put that into, like, a little bit of perspective, um, the gate between Disneyland, I'm a Disney person, the gate between Disneyland, like the entrance gate, and Disney California, the entrance gate, is 250 feet. Oh, wow. So that means it was as long as walking back and forth between the two gates three and a half times. Wow. That really, that's a good measure, you know, because yeah, I want people have been there. And I recently, well, last, I went there last August with the kids. And that's. You a, went with me for D23. Was that, when was that? September. Oh, well, one month difference. Whatever. Go on. I'm just saying that, like, I remember from the last time that I was there, the the distance. That's a great distance. Yeah, times three and a half. Yeah. And then she was also three school buses wide, yellow Mm -hmm. um, school buses. Yeah, like the standard. Not the mini, but the standard school buses, not the charter. And she was over a football field and a half tall. Whoa. That's gnarly. That's really big. That's that's a huge That's height. crazy. Football field, so, yeah. well, for nowadays, she's not really that big. The ships now are easily 10 times that size. Yeah, but for 1912? That was a huge, it was the biggest ship then. Yeah. And so she would displace 66,000 tons of water when it was moving when she was moving so just to like move it just moved 66,000 tons can you even imagine what ships would do now and wasn't the titanic fueled with like the coal like they had to like shovel so there's people down way below actually there was 176 men to keep everything going the ship required 600 tons of coal a day 600? Mm-hmm. And 100 tons of ash 
were discarded into the Atlantic every day they were at sea. Oh, they just dropped it in the sea. Well, yeah, where I else would it? I, I mean, what, never, what are you gonna do with it? I never thought about yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, but why would you? Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah, and they're worried about our car- carbon footprint. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Meanwhile, um, so when you look at the Titanic, there are four, um, they call them tunnels, but the smokestacks, the cylinders that the smoke comes out of, but only three of them were real. The fourth one was only for show and aesthetic purposes. Oh, okay. Just to make it look even. Yeah. Just so it looks more grand, maybe. Okay. The Titanic was divided into three different classes. First class, second class, and third class. But there were only two bathroom bathtubs for the third class. Wait, two total? Two total first. And there was 700 people in third class. Wait, what? So when you do the math, Does you that don't... include a toilet? You can... No, just bathtubs. Oh. I don't know about toilets, but bathtubs. So they were lucky to get, like, a bath in, like, the whole trip. But didn't Ugh. people bathe less back then? Yeah, but still. I mean, I'm not saying that. I mean, they proper, did. But. They did have um, suites and staterooms that had their own bathtubs. Oh yeah, the upper class. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, so if you can yeah. Afford it, if you can afford it, it was available. But yeah. if not, then two though. But two. They could have put in more, and the Titanic had their own freaking newspaper for her sake. Like legit. What? I it, didn't know anything about that. It was called the Atlantic Daily Bulletin. Oh, wow. And it would cover news. It had ads. Had the stock prices. Horse racing results. Society gossip. So the gossip that was happening on the Titanic? No, I'm not sure. I was wondering that as well, but I don't think so. I think it probably did the society gossip, like, page six. Like, like, New York, London. London, Yeah. The big cities. The big cities. All the gossipy stuff. Right. It's like the TMZ yeah. Of 1912. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um they also had the menu for the day. So okay. the news report the new the newspaper would come out every day. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But you can't afford more bathtubs for third class, huh? So they had a printing press and everything on board. And a whole Oh shit, I guess so. They would have to. They would, unless they're, like, handwriting this shit out, which they're not. No, they would have to have a printing press on board, and they would have to have, like, a whole Yeah, because they wouldn't know the racing schedule until they get it, like, through the radio and stuff. They wouldn't know, like, the racing results and the gossip and stock prices. That's insane. I didn't even think about that. I should have looked that up had I thought. Really, really impressive. No, they had to have. Yeah, and then first class, obviously, they got shrimp and steak, and third class got, like, oats and water, no doubt. Like, just, like, nothing. Slop. Like, yeah, oatmeal, maybe, if they're lucky, with a few breadcrumbs. So they got prison food. Yeah. And then the elites got, like, the main stuff. That's absolutely 100% <laughs> correct. <laughs> Anyways, back to the voyage day. April 10th. They left at noon, but stopped at 6.30 p.m. in Cherbourg, France. It might be Cherbourg, France. Ooh, I don't know how to say French names. Yeah, but I'm sure that it's something so cute, like Cherbourg. French is, like, the most beautiful Oh, beautiful. Amore. Yeah. Bonjour. It's so, like, oui, oui. Oui, oui, mais... I don't know, Mademoiselle. Mademoiselle. All I know is from Beauty and the Beast. 
That's as far as my French goes. <laughs> but it really is a, such a beautiful language. Um, so anyway, so they went to Cherbourg, France, to pick up more people. And then they left at 8, 10 p.m. So they were only there for about an hour, two hours total. Pretty quick to pick people up. Yeah. Um, then they went to... Queenstown, Ireland. They spent the night there, and then they finally headed for New York at 1.30 p.m. on April 11th. So now they're, like, going to sea, crossing yeah. the Atlantic. Here we go. April 12th and 13th are spent at sea, and everything is going swimmingly. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, the ship included. Cute. Just swimming along. And then April 14th rolls around, and still, all day, everything is fine. Like, all day. Everything's good. They were supposed to have a safety drill that day, but it got canceled for some reason. No one knows, but it was under Captain Smith's orders, the captain of the ship. Canceled the safety? Canceled the safety, where they would go through, like, what happens if something happens, you know? Which nowadays, and I only know this because my sister-in-law does a lot of cruises, they actually have, like, I guess you're put into certain groups, quote-unquote, like, and so you have certain areas where you have to conjugate if there is something that happens, and... I don't know how many groups there are because I've never been on a cruise, but my sister-in-law always goes. And she was telling me how they do like this, like, she called it something weird. And I was like, what the hell is that? And she was like, oh, it's just like a safety meeting. And they do it before they even leave. So it's almost like when you board a plane, they have group A, B, C, like they have specific groups. And then they they let you know like in advance what you're gonna where you're gonna yeah go. like just like with um yeah just like with a plane when they give you all the safety stuff like this is how you seatbelt yourself in mm-hmm. if there is something there are exit roads here and there underneath your seat this um there will be a life vest and yeah. your seat does turn into a life vest there will also be. I fly a lot. <laughs> so I, I imagine that they 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 didn't do any it of with that each group. Yeah, nowadays, but yeah. then they didn't do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they hadn't, they're three days out in sea and they haven't even done any safety shit. I would think that every time they pick up a new batch of people, they would have to just do it again. Well, now they do. They yeah. didn't even have enough fucking lifeboats. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, they had been getting warnings sporadically through the day about more than usual icebergs. Like, there was, like, a sick amount more than usual. And this was due to, um, there was, randomly, it was colder than usual that time of year. Mm -hmm. It was, like, a a longer winter. And so, the ice caps were, like, still icy. Like, everything was still, like, more frozen and solid. More so than it had been any other year. In fact, they they called this accident a perfect storm. So if it had been warmer, they would have been melting, so they wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, yeah, and they were liquidy. Yeah. So all the warnings that they were getting, they were getting warnings from the Californian and the carpet. I'm not the Californian, Um, and they were all ignored. All the warnings at 9:20 p.m. Captain Smith heads to bed. And then at 9.40, the seventh and last warning about icebergs is received, and it never makes it to Captain Smith. Because he was asleep or what? Yeah. I mean, well, and 
there was no reason to. And we'll get more into detail later about why it was never told to Captain Smith as it comes out within the conspiracies as well as other details about the sinking. I'm just trying to give like a general idea about dates, facts and such just so we can all be on the same page and then I'll get into like more details. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, why wouldn't they tell him? That? I know. That's I'm why like, I what, literally. What is going on? Like, I knew you were going to ask that, so I yeah. had the answer like literally right there. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so at 11:40, Frederick. Oh my gosh, Frederick. Frederick. Fred. I don't know why that's so hard Frederick. right now. Frederick Fleet saw the iceberg, and Lieutenant William McMaster Murdoch, which. If you watch the movie, he is actually in the Titanic movie, the James Cameron movie, orders a hard turn left. And this was all done within 37 seconds from the iceberg sighting to turning. So they were like acting pretty fucking fast. Like they were just like, dude, 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 dude," like down the line, like from the eyes, whatever, the crow's nest down, you know, It, it really was. I mean, that was a speed of lightning at that point. Um, at 11.50 p.m., so 10 minutes later, they were already 14 feet of water was, like, in the boat. Oh, yeah. At midnight, 20 minutes later, Captain Smith is calling for help through the radio and finds out that the ship will be sunk in t- within two hours because he calls up the engineer who built the boat or, like, yeah, I guess I'd be an engineer that, that built the boat. Sure. And yeah. was like, this is going on. Fix this shit. And they were like, fuck. And actually, um, I did not have this down, but my father-in-law came while I was typing this and, like, researching everything. And I told him that I was doing an episode on the Titanic. And he said, um, and he was like, well, do you know about this? And I was like, yeah, I have it right here on page eight of my notes. Do you have it right? What about this? And he's trying to quiz me. And he, the only thing I didn't have that he actually like had was that had only that the ship was would have stayed afloat if only five of the watertight compartments had but since it had already breached like 10 which we'll get more into that later but yeah there's a certain point where it could have it could could have have stopped but yeah five out of the 14 or not 14 but like there by the time this all went down there was already 14 watertight it just seems like it happened so fast it did because you know why the ocean is massive <laughs> oh, there's yeah. like a lot of water heather mm-hmm. and so you know it just kind of goes it in builds up pretty fast yeah 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 that makes sense the right water pressure yeah. is just, yeah. that i think nobody understands how massive the water is and yeah i do i don't like the ocean for good reason i mean because it can kill you there are things in there that are trying to kill you. And then the water itself is trying to kill you. <laughs> well, considering all I, don't it is is gills, death. I don't have gills, so everything is death. There is nothing but death in the ocean. <laughs> well, there's a lot of life in the ocean. And we literally live, well, I do. I live like a mile from the ocean. But and we don't I'm just have gills, like, so. Death. I don't want any part of it. <laughs> Anyways, um, so at mid. Um, on so on April fifteenth, so we were at April fourteenth. Now we're at the on April fifteenth. Sure. Um, it's at tw- midnight. Now it's midnight. Now two. it's twelve oh five in the morning. Smith ordered the lifeboats and everyone on deck. And um, as you guys all know, like there are no lifeboats. 
they're not enough lifeboats at all. The crew was shooting flares, and the Californian, another boat, was only about seven miles away. Oh. But they thought the flares were just them being like, woohoo, it's midnight, and we're on the Titanic. There's fireworks. What the hell? It's not New Year's. The problem is that the Californian's wireless operator had already gone to bed. So they didn't realize that the Titanic was actually in trouble. Had the wireless operator been there, what? then they would have been like, oh, shit, they need help. Let's go over and, like, say hi. That's but, huge. That, yeah, I that's, knew that. That's huge. That's a big, big, big problem. Yes. And everything. Because they could have at least saved, they could have potentially saved. Everyone. They would have saved everyone. Really? Everyone? Yes. I wasn't going to say everyone. Everyone. I'll get everyone. into it later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Had it been executed properly, they could have easily saved everyone. Really? Yes. Oh. Um, at 12.45 a.m., the first boat, lifeboat, was lowered. I yeah. No, everything gets worse. It's really bad. Um, at 12.45 a.m., the first lifeboat was lowered. At 2.05 a.m., the last lifeboat was lowered, leaving 1,500 people on board. Wow. That's a lot. The lifeboats only had 705 people. They could have held 1,178 people, and it would have been less devastating and less chaotic at that point. Lifeboat 7 specifically could have held 75 people, and they or 65 people, I'm sorry, and they only had 24 people. Were they afraid of overfilling the lifeboats? No, they were just being fucking stupid because they, they, they didn't realize that the Titanic would actually sink at this point. They just thought they were being, like, they're just doing precautions. But they thought that they would actually go back onto the ship eventually. So I have to, like, ask you a question based on the movie, which I know this is not based on the movie at all. But is it that it was the people that are, like, kind of snooty in the upper class? Like, they didn't want more people because they wanted it to be overcrowded? Because that's how they portrayed it in the movie. I don't think that's really what happened. I think that um, in real life, from reading everything and researching and researching my entire life on this, like, um, I think that it's more just... Ignorance? Like they Yeah, the they really be... thought that they would come back on oh, okay. at that point. They really thought that they yeah. would, that it was just like a precautionary type thing. Okay. And that they would be back on board within a few hours and that, you know, I, I really think that was it because they only let women and children first, which makes sense. But, um, yeah, and they had no protocol. Like, these people were trained not more than two weeks early, like, and starting. they never did the safety They never they did never the safety, did safety thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Lifeboat 1 only saved 12 people when it could have held 40. 12. Yep. The Lifeboats wow. did, did, however, save two dogs out of oh. nine that were on board. A Peccany... Pekingese, 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 and a Pomeranian. And the only reason why they think that it was saved was because somebody, like, held it in their jacket and, like, smuggled it on board. Oh, sure, yeah. Which, Because that's, like, their baby. How about you grab some fucking babies and smuggle them on board? Yeah, grab a human. Yeah, so. Dogs can dog paddle. At, well, the other, the other seven didn't work out but <laughs> I mean no offense I but know. honestly no yeah. a, a human child life is more important so that's fine yeah so at 218 the last message is sent and the ship snaps in half oh shit at 220 this Titanic sank and um no one ever said it was unsinkable 
Never once. That was, like, a big headline, like, the unsinkable Titanic. That was, like, the hype, yeah. Yeah. No, they said practically unsinkable. I mean, nothing, I guess, yeah, nothing is unsinkable. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's metal. It's gonna, it could sink, yeah. So, at 410, the Carpathia arrives. Not the Californian, by the way. The Carpathia. So, where did the Californian go? Just went off and... It ended up coming back at, like, 8 a.m., or 10 a.m. or something, like, way later. It, it just kept going, and then it ended up coming back, but not until way later. The Carpathia arrives, by, and by and by 8.50 a.m., they're back on their way to New York um, with only 706 survivors. 706? Luckily, they weren't at full capacity because it was only two they only had 2223 total passengers and crew on board so 1517 died and 706 survived those numbers are actually an educated guess because no one actually knows the exact number of people that were on the on board some people never boarded when they should have while other times there were sto- stowaways which oh. at that time Stowaways. Yeah, which at that time would be pretty easy to stow away. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. And then there weren't even positive like identities on the bodies or anything because people would often use aliases and back there's then. There's no DNA. There's no Not like then. none of that. And then they also came from like around the whole world. So it's like these people yeah. are saying, "Oh, somebody's missing," and it's not like um, internet and stuff now. Yeah, there's no way of There's knowing. nothing, like, you know, it'd be a telegram 10 months later being like, hey, by the way, have you seen this person? He's missing. And it's, yeah. what? No. Billy Bob Joe's gone. Yeah, okay, cool, thanks. So, um, the bodies who were unidentified are buried in unmarked, unmarked graves in Nova Scotia. Oh, Canada? I don't think that's correct. I don't think Nova Scotia's in Canada. Nova Scotia's a province in Canada, isn't it? I actually didn't look where that was. I just thought it was fun to say Nova Scotia, and I was excited I'm about that and so moved on. Here, hold on. We'll do it I'm in two so seconds. Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> we can erase. Okay, so Nova Scotia is actually a province in Canada. You were right. I know. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm not a, a geography... We can person. just thank Justin Bieber because he's from Canada, so I've learned a lot about Canada. You are so psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so I just, that's so weird that it would be in Canada because I just figured that it would be in France or Europe, like, like you know, like over Ireland there, back, back, over yeah. there, not in Canada. I mean, well, there's a lot of French Canadians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, Anyways, French we're just down, sounding more and more stupid yeah, as we continue French, forward. French Canadian. Do you want to? Hear, okay, this one's a sad one, guys. You got to hear this. A body of a 19-month-old boy was found, <gasps> but they were unable to identify who he was. They buried him in Nova Scotia <laughs> with a marker that said. Erected to the memory of an unknown child whose remains were discovered after the disaster to the Titanic, April 15th, 1912. So as DNA advancements moved forward, they were able to excavate his body and run DNA testing. What? 
In 2008, he was successfully identified as Sidney Goodwin. Holy. Wow. And the only reason why, um, which I don't have the notes on, but when I was reading it, they couldn't identify him before because they didn't find the rest of his family. And his family was going to America to work on um, coal mines or something with the dad's brother. But because of the way everything is, they just hadn't communicated, like, the mail hadn't gotten to them yet to be like, hey, we're going to be there. Wait for us or come pick us up or whatever, you know? And um, so they weren't for sure. and, And it was much easier to, like, lose people back then you know like sure, yeah like just lose track of people so it took that long and to figure it out and they had no idea what happened to their family from stories 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 going down through the generations that's amazing that they can even identify the baby with dna at and that point. they I think mean, that they have the shoes of that baby and it's in a museum somewhere i don't have notes on that one so i don't know but whoa So, anyways, on April 17th, the McKay Bennett went looking for bodies, and they only found 328. I feel like that's kind of a lot that they did find, though, because it's the ocean. Imagine, yeah, that, yeah. And you got to think there's predators in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And And they had to leave 119 of them behind and bury them at sea because they were too disembodied to take back. Mm Mm-hmm. April 18th, the Carpathia arrives to New York, carrying the 705 survivors. September 1st, 1985, Robert Ballard's expedition team finds the wreckage. After 73 years of looking for this fucking ship. Wow, it took 73 years? Uh Uh-huh, and so I think the Titanic movie, James, James Cameron's, is about this expedition. And you know what? I think that they actually, at the end of the movie or part of the movie, they show actual footage. I think of they it. do too. Yeah, yeah, I think they do. They do. Yeah. yeah, for sure. When they're going down with the yeah. old lady and all that, I think it is. I think yeah, because I did watch all the commentary and everything about that. So, um, the British Board of Trade found the last seventh warning was the only one that was saying the iceberg was directly in the Titanic's pathway. Had Captain Smith heard, he would have changed course, but like I said, the message never made it up to him. And also, the Titanic was actually called the RMS Titanic, which stands for Royal Mail Ship. And the Titanic was holding 3,423 sacks of mail, which was 7 million individual pieces of mail. And to this day, no mail has ever been recovered. Which makes sense because a male's not going to last 73 years in the fucking ocean. Well, yeah, as soon as it gets wet, it's going to, all the ink is going to, like, you know, blend together. Mm-hmm. And, and it, the paper is going to deteriorate. Yeah. So, anyways, it would okay. It's interesting just to find, like, one piece, though. Just for fun, yeah. Just to, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, even in the Titanic movie, when they found Rose's um, picture. Mm hmm. It was almost deteriorated, and that was inside of a yeah. sealed container. <laughs> Even though it's not real, but... So, okay, now on to the conspiracies. Um, so, this has only taken a while, 38 minutes, to get this far. But What's it's all information. It's a yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot. Yeah, everything. so... Um, 
I'm almost like, do we need to do part two? Like, this is the history of Titanic, and then we'll do part two for the conspiracies? Like, I'm so serious. All right, the conspiracies, I'm sure, will be quick. Um, So, this one's a pretty popular conspiracy, and it's one that we've all heard, like, forever. But I never really understood it because it has to do with the insurance scam, and I didn't understand insurance stuff when I was younger. And I was like, I don't understand, like how they could switch out ships and why and what the purpose would be. So, um, the conspiracy is that the Titanic never sank. A ship sank, but it was never the Titanic, and it was an entirely different ship. Apparently, White Star Line had some competition throughout the years. Their ships were known as the Big Four. The big four ships at the time were built from 1900 to 1906, and they were the biggest, fastest, and most luxurious of the time. They were called the Celtic, Cedric, Baltic, and Adriatic? Adriatic? Adriatic. Adriatic? Adriatic. Other ocean liner companies were constantly trying to be faster and better than White Star Line. White Star Line had major competition and was in a who's, quote unquote, whose ship is bigger competition with another company called Cunard Steamship Company LTD. Cunrad had the largest passenger ship at the time. It, and that was in 1906 and 1907. They had two ships, the Louise. I should have practiced saying all these ships first. <laughs> no, it's okay. The, is it French words? Um, it's Louis, Louis Tania, and the Mauritania. Lucy, Lucy, wait, what? I know, it's hard. Lucy Tania and the... It's probably not Louis. Louis Tania, whatever, whatever. Lucy Tania and the Mauritania. These ships could go fast and were massive, and these ships outran the quote-unquote big four of the White Star Line by miles. Like, they were just going. Yeah. White Star Line had been purchased in 1902 by the International Mercantile Marine Company, which was owned by a major banker and financer. Maybe you've heard of him. J.P. Morgan Chase. I personally have a couple credit cards with him. How are you doing with Chase? So, yeah, Chase is a, a Chase very... is Amazon, by the way, because I have my Amazon credit card. And Chase used oh, to be really? Walmart, and then they pulled Walmart out of it. And Chase now... is a huge financial institution. It's huge. Like, um, yeah. So, there's a whole thing about the J.P. Morgan. I know. Yeah. So... Yeah. Whole, we'll get into that on another Yeah. Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Since we did the Rothschilds, definitely going to go into J.P. Morgan but no. and figure out where the hell the Rothschilds but no. went. And she's trying to advertise for FedNow, so go look at our, uh, not advertise for it, but advertise for our episode of FedNow. <laughs> go go check out that episode if you haven't already. Meanwhile, um, so the White Star Line is being financially backed by J.P. Morgan Chase, mm-hmm. who's like, fuck that. We're going to get this ship. We're going to make the biggest, bestest, fastest. Like, we're oh, going to yeah. beat this shit, and we're going to make the best ship ever. Yeah. I got the money to finance it. Let's do this. So here enters the building of the Titanic, as well as her sister ships. 
There are Ship. two Plural. sister ships. Yes, Plural. the Olympic and the Britannic. Oh, I've heard of the Olympic. Yeah. But I haven't heard of the Britannic. I know. It's really weird because I hadn't, like, I think that I had, but not really. So it was the Olympic, Titanic, and Britannic, which oh. were in that order of, like, age. Oh. So Britannic did not set st- sail until 1914, two years after the Titanic sunk. The Olympic was built right before the Titanic, like literally months before. That's why I think I heard yep. about that. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to lie, there should be a disclaimer on these fucking ships because the Olympic already had five voyages and encountered problems each time. Oh. And the sixth time the Olympic went out was on September 20th, 1911, and they ran into a military ship and it was proven to be the White Star Line's fault. Wait, they ran into a military <laughs> There's a lot going on. Wow. So we have the Olympic barely able to f- float, and yeah. then the Titanic mid-built. And here is where the plot thickens, and the conspiracy begins. It was uh, this point in time that they decided to switch the ships. White Star Line was sinking financially. Definitely pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, They could not afford to be um, blamed for this accident, and they weren't making any money while the Olympic was sitting broken at port. So instead of finishing the Titanic and letting it sail, they decided to fix the Olympic using the Titanic name and funds, which would mean this is not the maiden voyage for the Titanic, as the Olympic had already been out six times and was already damaged. Where the iceberg hit the Titanic was in the same location that the Olympic had already been hit. No. If the Olympic was truly taking the place of the Titanic, the Olympic would be weaker at that point of contact. Yeah. So, insurance fraud. Yeah. What validates this theory is that in 1985, when they found the Titanic in the Atlantic, they found several pieces of quote-unquote slag, which is a cheap welding type of material. So either they were giving the Olympic a quick patch job. Ooh, like a Band-Aid. Uh-huh. Or they cut corners while building the Titanic to cut costs. Especially after the mishap with the Olympic, they wouldn't have that many funds. I mean, that makes sense. Either way, the owners of the Titanic were were planning to crash the Titanic. But not like how it went down. The infamous iceberg literally derailed their plans, and they had a five million pound insurance policy on the Titanic, meaning that as it posed as the Olympic, it could get into a little scuffle and then cash out. Mm-hmm. And that was like the plan was just to be like a little, just a little scuffle, but then that big ass iceberg came along and fucked everything. Not to like capsize the whole fucking. Yeah, and so their plan was to keep everyone safe. And there only being, like, a few minor problems, which could be why they didn't fill the lifeboats fully, because they really thought that well, it was a planned thing. they didn't think they were going to need them. Yeah. They're and like, then... That's, that's not our plan. We're not going to... We're not going to be in a position where we're going to have to rescue all of these people. Yeah. And then with yeah. that money, they could pay off the crash from the Olympic and keep everything going. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Extra funds. And then at the end, they would end up with two fully operable ships. Mm-hmm. Could this be what happened? 
did the real Titanic never even get all the way finished, let alone leave port? I mean, it's possible. Or maybe something more sinister was at play. Dun, dun, dun. Drum roll, please. And here we come into conspiracy number two. (laughs) What if J.P. Morgan Chase wanted the Titanic to sink in order to get rid of his own personal banking competition? (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. I like this one more. (laughs) So maybe he had already switched the ships for insurance purposes. And as an added bonus to get rid of all of his competitor competitors but whom who would he have that much beef with and why Ooh, i'm sure a lot of people had beef with him <laughs> well apparently jp morgan chase wanted to go forward with the federal reserve bank mm-hmm. <laughs> well three other major financers in the game was opposing the federal reserve bank idea one of them being John Jacob Astor IV. He was a member of a long-standing wealthy family and was rumored to be possibly the wealthiest man in the world at the time. Wait, what was his name again? John Jacob Astor IV. We might do a, a I've thing on that. I've never heard that name before, honestly. So oh. when you said it, it caught my attention because I really wanted to know who this person he is. was the wealthy wealthiest person on titanic and possibly the world like at the time in 1912 yeah okay okay yeah um yeah he was a big guy that was on there like a big famous person and i think that james cameron actually did um have somebody playing his role as like one oh, of the like one of the characters was based on yeah him. exactly okay. so like there yeah. they, he did have real characters based on the real people but yeah So, the second guy would have been Benjamin Guggenheim. He came from a wealthy family, but also married into even bigger wealth. While his wife and family were in New York, they were often separated and had some marital problems. And he actually had his own apartment in Paris, France. I love drama. Yeah. I don't like to be a part of it. But I want to be a part of a 210% hear all about it and tell all about it. (laughs) Yeah. Do tell. Do tell. Um, so anyways, Guggenheim was the one who supposedly put a rose in his lapel of his jacket and said, we've dressed in our best. We should go down like gentlemen in our best. Oh, classy. Yeah, he's very classy. Um, and this was depicted in, um, James Cameron's movie. uh, What is it called? A distinguished gentleman. Yes, very distinguished for the time. The third one... Um, which you'll know was Isidore Strauss, mm, oh, and yes. he was the co-owner of Macy's department store. Mm-hmm. And his wife Ida was able to get on a lifeboat, but instead would not leave her husband, saying, "Where you go, I go." And they are pur- portrayed in the Titanic movie, um, and you can see them as being the old couple laying in bed holding each other while their room filled up with water. No, that's them. Yeah, but I, I can picture it right I now. I know, I know it's so sad, but in real life, Ida put her maid, Ellen, on a lifeboat and gave her the fur, fur coat that she was wearing and said, I have no more use for it. The maid? And she, yeah, and the couple was last seen. You know what is really sad about that? Uh-huh. 
is that's probably like the maid would probably be considered like the lower class because oh yeah but probably one of the only lower class class people that actually made it on on. yeah wow and um that's very impactful yeah so the last time the couple was seen was on holding hands on the deck of the ship when a big wave came and they knocked them overboard holding hands so oh, it wasn't. That's the whole, I love love. I know, oh, but that was gosh. um. So it wasn't as like sad as I think the bed scene when the water's yeah, floating but up. Still, but yeah. still, yeah. And man, was she was like that was like that's an amazing woman to be yeah, like, like. She's going down with her man. I commend her that like, she chose to die with her husband than live without him. Like. As romantic as I, like, say that I am and that I love love, I don't think I would do that. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. No. Bye. I think, I, <laughs> you're so funny, but I, I feel like that's, like... I don't um, think I could do it. I feel like that you would, though, but because of your kids, I feel like it would be more like, one of us has to fucking survive for the kids, bro. Like, we got these kids. Yeah, know? let's use them like, as an excuse. No, no I don't saying, think that would like, be an excuse. Sure, I think I would be like, fuck off. Okay, to be honest, because in my mind... I'm so okay, scared no, of drowning. You know kids? Because in my mind, when anything comes to that in the end, I just think of my kids. So it's like, I feel like you would maybe be the same. Okay. <laughs> Or I would be like, uh, yeah. Cricket, cricket. (laughs) Put the kids on the boat, and then I'll be right there. Just stay there while I say bye to your dad. I don't have have a husband, let alone a boyfriend. I would legit be like. So all I have is my kids to think about. I'd be like throwing the kids on the board, on on the boat, and be like, hey, let me go say bye to your dad really quick. Bye. I'll be right there, sweetie. Don't worry. Smell you later. Peace. (laughs) I'll pray for you. (laughs) Bless his heart. R.I.P. He's still alive, by the way. My husband is still alive. We love you, Brad. We really do. (laughs) Poor Brad. I know. He gets the butt of everything. Oh, but we do love you. Okay. So, meanwhile, J.P. Morgan should have been on the Titanic. He fucking funded it. Wait a minute. Uh huh. What? There you go. He's on the manifest or what? He definitely was. What the fuck? He even had his like own stateroom, massive fucking suite with his own balcony, bathtub. He had everything. At 11 a.m., an hour before departure, he's like, I'm good. Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm going to stay in Europe for a few days to go. Do you know why? To go pick out a tapestry for his art. A tapestry? Tapestry. What the fuck? I don't know. Redecorating his house? Who fucking knows? Wow. The only reason, like, the only argument people have about this theory is simply because of how extravagant it is. Like, how, how would he get his enemies onto the ship? Without having his name on the manifest. And then there would be, like, easier ways out to take, like, yeah. easier ways to take out them out than to sink a whole goddamn ship. But you if they were... poison them. But if they were already trying to, like, sink the ship anyways, I feel like this was just an added bonus for him. And then, also, everyone in the early 1900s seems like they were so, like, polite and cordial 
that they'd be like, oh, yes, sir. Like, there's no frenemies. Yeah. Like, well, well I mean, they're, they're the epitome of frenemies, but like, yeah. oh, thank you for my invitation on the Titanic. Well, everything is so proper. Yeah. And everyone was waiting for the maiden voyage of the Titanic. And so if they were able to get on, I just don't see why that would affect them. Like, especially if their wives were all about, like, getting on, they'd be like, oh, thank you, Mr. Chase, for letting us on the Titanic. You know, Mary Jo over here is really excited, or Elizabeth, or... Well, I'm sure that it was a very, like, prestige thing to be, like, on the maiden voyage of the Titanic. Yeah. The largest ship at the time. It's, like, a this massive... You know, even, like, the lower-class people that were able to get on was, like, a huge deal for yeah, them. Yeah, it was. And let alone, like, the elite. They want to be, like, known, you know, that they're on it. And they're, yeah. They're going to America. Mm. What's funny, though, is that do we know about anybody that has been on any other ships? I mean, I I don't. I can't say that. No. So even if they, like, even if the Titanic had made it all the way, nobody would know their names because we don't know who was on the Olympic. And isn't it true that the Titanic sunk, like, very close to where they were going to dock? I meant to look that up. It looks, it, it, I mean, like, not very close, like, right literally there, but, like, it it still took two days for the Carpathia to get to New York. So -hmm. it's not as close as we thought, but. but yeah. There was extra people, and at that point, they were probably trying to move, like, slow and not be so quick, and mm-hmm. because, like, yeah, I think they were, like, a day or two, and they were supposed to actually, um, it was supposed to take a couple days longer than how fast they did get there. Um, they shouldn't have been that close at that point. But it was, but, like, the best ship at the time, so No, was, like, but they were trying, well, no, because it'll get into it later. Just hold on. Okay. Yeah, we're literally, that's the next one. Hold on. Hold on. Stand by. Stand by. Stand by. Where are we on the map? So, anyway, so back to J.P. Morgan Chase trying to kill off his competitors. Um, It would look weird if they just started drop dead. He needed something big where they all just went down at the same time. Or else it would look like the bankers. And this is the three, right? Yeah. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Or else it would look like the bankers that we went over. a few weeks ago or a month, yeah. whatever, yeah. where all 40 bankers just, like, died. It was very convenient. They yeah. all die at the same time. Yeah. So, um, if this really did happen, and it's not a conspiracy, I think that J.P. Morgan Chase was an opportunist, and since they already had the plan to, like, crash the Titanic, um, just a little bit mm-hmm. for insurance purposes why not kill two birds with one stone type thing? Sure, why not? And maybe he didn't want chance going down with the ship in case things did go awry. Um, The next few are more things that occurred that shouldn't have and created the perfect storm. Like I said, Mm -hmm. people call it the perfect storm for the Titanic. Not so much as conspiracies, but more of like, what if? Like, what if this didn't happen exactly as it did? So, conspiracy number three um, is that Captain Smith was just fucking going too fast. And it, they, they were in the race for the best ship. So, it makes sense that he'd be trying to push his limits. Apparently, 22 knots is super fast for that time of year in the middle of the Atlantic. 22 knots is very fast. And then, well, especially because everything was so frozen. Yeah. And then also, side story... Captain Smith had been in several ship accidents before, usually minor fender benders. I mean, he's only sank one ship. Only one. 
great track record. I mean, it's not bad, but it's like, I guess it's like only totaling one car. And killing everybody. So he he was the captain of the Olympic when she was hit. All oh. the times that she was hit. Really? And other shipwrecks. Yeah. That's suspect. In yeah. Itself. And then they even called him um his name was like uh, Edward Smith, but they call him like Edward Lucky Smith. Okay. Because, because he kept just doing fender benders and not... Yeah. Okay. He wasn't lucky on the Titanic. Like, no. Yeah. Not at all. And then, um, so, like I said before, the Californian had given multiple warning signals to the Titanic about the abnormally thick icebergs in the Titanic's pathway. They failed to preface the last one with MSG which stands for Master Service Graham, which would mean that the captain would be required to look at this transmission. Oh, it's like a, and, a, like a 911. Yeah. Almost. And the um, so because they didn't do that, even though they were supposed to, like they had been told, like the radio operator, operator on the Californian was told to put MSG, but he like didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the radio operator on the Titanic, Jack Phillips, did not see it as an urgent matter. So, did not wake up Captain Jack, Captain oh. Smith. It's Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know what? That makes sense because if that was like a distress call, obviously, that's that's a, that's just like an alert. We're alerting you. That's a basic alert. Yeah, but that's they had already system, had six. But, but that's their system yeah. for like one of their parts to their system of alerting and you don't wake up the captain and you don't put that through the proper way I mean it's not really the captain's fault it's not like I mean how do you okay well where do you go from there it's just yeah. it's fucked up it's just fucked up it is and um it's like a training so, problem or something. Yeah. They no, it definitely was. I don't think they were because or, they only had a couple of days yeah. beforehand. Like, like what, are, what are they doing? They're not they're not handling it the correct manner. They're no. They're not doing the precautions. They're not taking the precautions that they're supposed to take. They're not um, and following th- protocol. It, well, I don't think they knew what protocol was. <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't been trained on it. Yeah. All right. So here's another one. Had the had the watchtower crew had binoculars, mm. maybe they could have seen it. Wait a minute. They didn't have binoculars. Seems silly, right? I Even mean, pirates in the 1500s had fucking binoculars. <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow I, had a I goddamn love spectacle. That you said that. Even pirates in the 1500s had binoculars because. I distinctly remember binoculars in the movie by James Cameron, but I know we're not talking about the movie, but are you really telling me they didn't have binoculars or use them? It's a conspiracy. This is because second officer David Blair had possession of the key to the cabinet that held the binoculars. Why are they locked? This is not a gun. Right? Unfortunately. Why are they locked? They should be around your neck. Unfor- well, unfortunately, is this part of the uniform? I'm so confused. <laughs> I feel I like, yeah. I'm like, Isn't it part of the uniform? <laughs> no, this is not right. <laughs> well, the problem is that it was part of the uniform, but what? 
22nd Officer David Blair had been transferred in Southampton South last minute. Oh. Happened in the Hampton. <laughs> so he left. Okay. Kind of like J.P. Morgan changed his mind last minute. Convenient. Although he forgot to turn in the keys. Even more convenient. And he even kept the keys afterwards as a memento of a near-death experience. (laughs) (laughs) Heather's dying. This is it. She, like, fell over. (laughs) She's done. Oh, my goodness. Um, And they were sold in 2007 for 90,000 pounds. This is, like, fucking... This is just, just wrong. I don't, wow. okay, what I don't understand is why wouldn't they just break open the cabinet? Yeah, fucking, there's gotta be, like, a hatchet somewhere. Right. <laughs> that, yeah, they're, they're like, they're, they, they're all they're, around. And they're, like, have engineers and, like, crew and shit and, like, yeah, tools. you gotta like, have a hatchet that you can break shit open. Okay, We've well, seen how. we movies, hello. Yeah, what about, what about a good set of spectacles or some monocles or some shit? Like, the little Monopoly man has, right? The little and monocle. the other thing, it's a monocle. Ice, it's an iceberg. Isn't it cold as fuck? Can't you, like, feel the cold, like, I don't know, not miles, but, like, how many feet away? Like, you can't even well, sense so that there's a part an of the problem with that perfect storm thing, with how, like, crazy it was, the weather. Freezing. It is. But, um, that was standard for the Atlantic. But, um, I guess, yeah. the, the moon and the sun, the way that it was on that particular night... It was casting weird, like, shadowy type things. And the way that it was, it was making these, like, illusions that weren't really there. Like then mirage? they put it, like, mirages, but on the sea. Huh. And so that was part of the reason why the Carpathia, I mean, sorry, not the Carpathia, the California, California yeah. didn't realize that it was fireworks because they thought that the Titanic was a mirage, that it was smaller than it actually was. They thought they were like twenty miles away. They didn't realize that they were so close because Ooh, the Titanic looked like so seven, much smaller. Though, right? yeah. yeah, and they were they the Titanic looked so much smaller because of the way that the night sky was happened to be that night. So there's it really was. There's a lot of factors. Yeah, that went into wow. this. But I'm just saying, like, if they had. They had the fucking binoculars. And then it goes back to J.P. Morgan. I'm like, could this have been a setup? Did he pull him off? Oh. With the keys. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, anything is possible at this point. I'm just spitballing here, but, like, I think it's kind of a coincidence and pretty weird to, like, not have binoculars. Like, it's I went... bizarre. It's fucking weird. That's what I said. Is like, he got the uniform, like, literally? Yeah, where's your telescope? Like... Like, or something. Like, what? I don't understand at all. Even, Cap- like, Captain Jack Sparrow had a fucking... <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No. It doesn't make any no. sense. So, anyways. So, what's funny, though, is that the binocular thing has been, um, quote-unquote, debunked. But then they sold the keys. So, it's like, why would they sell the key if it hadn't... If it yeah, wasn't no, true. okay, so, no. It had to have been locked up because there is a key. 
There's a so key. We, Something so that was lost. That validates that. That yeah. validates that. Yeah. So but that, like, wouldn't you think that binoculars would be part of the uniform of a watchman? Exactly. That's what I said. Why isn't it uniform. on? That's well, like, the like, key. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't it be like in your pocket? Like, like that's somewhere. Anybody's like, first like thought. Is a it policeman. That the uniform. A policeman has a walkie-talkie, a gun, a baton, all this shit. And it's like, even if you live like there are certain countries where like they outlawed guns, you have a fucking taser, don't you? Or a fucking walkie. Or, they uh, have stuff a around them. It's you a ut- have your it's utilities. Fuck, I was going to say a utility belt. Construction workers. A yeah. hammer and shit. You have mm-hmm. a utility belt. Why wouldn't the watchman have a utility belt of binoculars? That's bizarre. Yeah. So, anyways. There's also the theory that the watertight doors that were supposed to make the Titanic virtually unsinkable actually caused the Titanic to sink. Apparently, the thought is that if they would have opened the watertight doors, the ship would have leveled out. So if they just let put like made the bottom row, just let it let it fill up, it wouldn't have sank like all the way. So it wouldn't have top heavied and gone up and then snapped in half. It would have just like leveled out. But then other theories... So, like, the water would have been dispersed more evenly? Yeah, evenly, and it, so it, wouldn't it have, would have, like, done, like, all, of like, the bottom and the coal and all that, but it would have, like, stopped. Yeah. Because then they could have watertight shut the doors on, like, you know, the three quarters up or whatever. I mean, I'm not sure how I much don't up. I understand, but like, the... the um, I don't know how many levels there really were, but, like, okay, say that there's ten levels and the two levels were sunk mm-hmm. they could have just allowed the two levels to be sunk and then the top eight would be fine and you would lose those lives unfortunately but everyone or else have been saved or they could have run up yeah they could have run up to the seventh yeah. level and then they were the eighth level and then they would have been fine mm-hmm. and then it would have just bobbed out until the carpathia came or the california or whoever and everybody could have been rescued Wow. So that's a theory, but other people say that it would have sunk faster, but I kind of go with the the theory that it would have leveled out. But you never know, and the ocean is such a fucked up place. I fucking hate the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who or what to blame the Titanic sink- sinking on brought on so many other theories and one being that many of those who should have been blamed and held accountable were simply not because they were part of the Freemasons. Oh. Apparently during this time and probably still today, Freemasons are and were entangled in every bit of our society and around the world. They are a fraternal brotherhood that takes care of everybody within its its brotherhood, within themselves. While the Brotherhood is not a secret, the members definitely were and still are, if they are still around. Oh, they know they are for sure. I I think I'm I'm almost positive. Yeah. I know for sure they are. They have to be. I know somebody who's a Freemason. Shh. Well, that's it doesn't episode. matter. Yeah. The head investigator that was looking into the sinking was John Charles Bigham, who was a Freemason. Mm-hmm. He did all he could to redirect the blame off of the British Board of Trade for lack of safety regulations, mainly the lack of lifeboats. Sidney Buxton was a Freemason who was also conveniently the president of the British Board of Trade. Also, two of the five assessors were also Freemasons, Professor John Harvard Biles and Edward Chaston. Mm-hmm. 
So did the Freemasons sabotage the investigation to protect themselves? Could this be more than a redirection of blame? Maybe this goes deeper and they were protecting each other and their faults even before the ship took off. Ooh. Ooh. Or maybe the ship didn't even have a chance at all. One conspiracy says there was a mummy on board. What? <laughs> Being transported to America. A cursed mummy who made the ship go down. I believe that. More than the Freemasons. I was going to say, this is just a fun conspiracy. I'm no, pretty, but I'm going for this one, yeah. I'm, well, no, I'm pretty sure they debunked this one pretty quickly, as they would have known if there was a mummy on board. It's not like the mummy could have, like, snuck on. And nobody could have snuck on the mummy. And it wasn't well, part of, like, anything. Like, they didn't, they have no record of a mummy being on. That but was just I my do, fun conspiracy at the end. I my fun, lighthearted conspiracy. And you're like, that's the one I believe. Well, okay, I love archaeology and anthropology. And I did actually study anthropology and archaeology in, in college when I was younger. And I just love anything and everything about the study of man and, and, and past eras and lives and and i really do believe that when you dig up mummy oh yeah stuff, for sure hello it's you, like can't you can't do that you cannot do that you can't do it's that. like digging up like a uh, sacred uh, anything and native american tribes uh, well you're only saying burial. that because we're here i know but that is America. the same thing know, pretty like much thing. yeah like, but it's fuck with egypt instead you don't no, that. you don't, but you I don't, don't think there was a... and shit are going to come down on I don't you. think there was a mummy on board of well, the Titanic. Well, if there was, then that explains everything. Yes, it does. So, um, that's all the conspiracies I have that were, like, just the interesting ones that I wanted to talk about, because there's so many. But those I are just, like, the more fun. about the mummy. That was, that was supposed to be my fun one. I didn't really look into it. It's been debunked. <laughs> Maybe we should just do a conspiracy on mummies. Why don't you do that? Okay, we're going to do one about mummies. Though, All right. Sure. So, it's just so sad that so many people had to, like, lose their life over oh. mismanaged safety protocols. Had there been enough lifeboats or even if the ones they did have were filled to capacity, there would have been at least 0 to 5% total lost lives as opposed to over 50%. Like, literally. Yeah. Like, it, it, even if they had just, like, done the lifeboats properly mm -hmm. there's yeah. so many safety protocols that should have been in effect that have now been put into effect due to the titanic oh i'm sure yeah so many um let me run through the references really quickly um thoughtco.com article a timeline of the sinking of the titanic by jennifer rosenberg july 28th 2019 business insider article five wild conspiracy theories surrounding the sinking of the titanic by ann kane april 12th 2018 popularmechanics.com the article the wild conspiracy theory that the titanic never sank by david grossman march 10th 2023 history channel um just general information search and art and all, yeah. just History Channel. History Channel. History Channel. <laughs> so All of it. Story. Yeah. <laughs> International Business Times uh, article inquiry into Titanic disaster whitewashed by Freemason members by Irwin Palmer on November 23rd, 2015. So that was so much fun, Jenna. Thank you. I love listening to everything about the Titanic. And I'm actually leaning more towards the J.P. Morgan uh, conspiracy. Yeah, we will definitely do uh, how J.P. Morgan became a 
banking success and where he came from and if there's a family tie just like the Rothschild family dynasty maybe there is a JP Morgan uh family dynasty a Chase family dynasty I mean Chase is still around so there has to be something going on and then there was something else the mummies that you want to talk about so it seems like every time that we do any episode all it does is bring up more conspiracies that we want to dive more into every single time it always leads into more and more and more so thank you guys so much for listening and i know this was a long one so thanks for like sticking around but the titanic is a classic so we have to do it (laughs) thank you so so much and don't forget to share like subscribe and follow us and thank you to all of our new followers on Facebook. We have well over of what, like a thousand Over a thousand, yeah. And we love you all and we appreciate you and keep commenting and giving us, um, I know a lot of people have been giving us ideas. Amazing ideas. You guys have been messaging, commenting, just everything and so we are looking into all of those and um, just give us more ideas and we will definitely look into it, cover it. We are here to debunk or fact check everything that you guys send us and we'd love to do episodes on all of it so let us know and thank you so much and we will see you next week bye Bye.